I'm going to have to be obedient tonight because tonight's sermon title is The Whisper is Real. And um, I really felt in my heart that God wants to speak to everybody here tonight. So whether it's going to be in the sermon, um, through the sermon, through what we're going to share. But I felt before this, you see, because God's whisper is real. And how to hear His voice in tough times isn't always easy. Is it just me? Or can someone agree with that? Thank you. Yeah, so sometimes we struggle to hear his voice in tough times. And as I was preparing for tonight, I really felt that God said, I need to give some words to people. So I went, and um, if you don't get a word, I just need to explain this before I start. That when we give prophetic words, it's to edify the body. And what you do when you receive a word, like a prophetic word from the front, is you take that and you take it to the Lord. You don't have to accept any word. You take it to the Lord and you say, Lord, what are you saying through this to me? Is it biblical? Is it in line with your word? Is it in line with my life? And then you say, okay, well, if it is, then Lord, I receive this word and I take it further. So I found the Lord said um, some things and it's very interesting how he works because sometimes I know that some people, you might sit here and think, is he going to say something to me? And you might not get a word, but there's going to be a word in the sermon for you that I believe is for everybody. Okay. So firstly, um, yeah, if you don't mind, Rion, the lady next to you, yeah, I saw a wall with beautiful flowers on the wall. And you were looking at this wall, and you always knew there's a wall, and you always knew it had beautiful, bright flowers on. And you never knew that there was a door behind the flowers. And God, in the, in the vision I saw, in the, in the thing I saw for you, is how God took away the flowers, and there was this door. And I felt the Lord said that He's got something very beautiful for you to step through in this coming year. And He's going to show you the path. You don't have to go and look for it. It's always been there. He's going to open the flowers. He's going to reveal it to you on His own. You just have to step through into something beautiful God's got for you next year. Ntando, where are you? Sorry, man. God says in his kingdom, you can go for seconds, thirds, and more. He knows what I'm talking about. He says he loves you a lot. You can always come back for more. There's no place in his kingdom where he's going to say you had enough. Okay. Sorry, I just want to make sure that I do this right. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> it is Carl, hey? I met you before the service. Carl, I saw how, and, and I don't think it's physical, I saw like a, physic, uh, a spiritual, how your shoulder is stiff, but it's in the spirit. And it's because you're working hard. You're working hard. And I felt what I wanted to encourage you with tonight is that the Lord says... You work hard, and sometimes you work yourself. You want to get close to Him, and you're working so hard to get close to Him and to find His ways. And it's almost like you get into a, a spiritual stiffness, and He's asking you to relax at His feet. That's all. Just to relax at His feet and allow Him to just come and work through you and work in you. You don't have to work that hard to be close to Him. He wants to just be close to you. And the way you're going to do it is just by relaxing at His feet. And allow him to speak to you. Cool. Monday. 
Yes. I saw a picture of how you and the Lord walk through a forest and how you take away bushes and the Lord's hitting bushes and you hitting bushes and you're doing this adventure together of walking a path. You're making a path actually. And I see how a lot of your friends and people around you are doing something different and the Lord's with them as well in their journey. And you can choose if you want to go with your friends. Lord's saying, it's, I'm with them as well. But the journey I have with you is different. So you can choose to go with what other people do, or you can choose to stay where I am at. Both places, I am there. But the adventure I have you on is a journey that they're not on. And you can follow my leading, says the Lord. Okay. Just a few more. Where's that guy? Oh, be careful. <laughs> you know, I once was in a meeting when I, when we were in the free state, um, my parents would know, and you know, Rudolph's not here. I always was scared of these things because of this. I was not serving the Lord full on. And they, the pastor at that stage, he was very prophetic, and there would people be falling asleep. And he says, wake up that guy. Come here. And he prophesies over him, prays for him. The guy falls under the spirit. And there he is. Boom. And the guy would wake up later. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know? So I always was scared to fall asleep in church. It was hectic. Scared that he's going to call me out. Ma'am, you over there. I see a huge tree very big tree with green leaves and I see how this tree is going to be shade for many people that's you around you but then when I looked closer I see that the roots of this tree all the roots are going very very deep into the ground and I saw how these roots are rooted in the word of God some of the roots are rooted in the like books spiritual books some of the books are rooted in in, in worship times you spent with God, and I felt to say that make sure that your roots go to those places where the Lord leads you, because of the calling He's got in your life to be shade for people around you, to be able to care for people around you. I don't know if you are doing that yet, or if that's in your future. I believe it is, but root yourself where the Lord's leading you in His Word, in prayer, always stay close to Him. Make sure that your roots go to Him and not to other places. Man, there must be, I'm looking for someone. Got a word for someone. Cool. You. I'm looking for a guy with a hat. <laughs> cool. Quentin, I see you walking in the road. And I saw this before I came to the service, before in, I was sitting. And I, I see you walking. I saw a guy with a hat walking on a road. And along the road, there's a lot of warning signs. And the Lord said, he's placed the warning signs there for you. You just have to adhere to the signs. You're on the road. He's placing warning signs for you. Don't go here. Go here. But you're on the road with the Lord. Just make sure that when there's a warning sign that you take note and hear what the Lord says about it. Okay. And Pumzi, for you as well, while you were here, I actually got in a pre-service prayer. I got a word for you about I saw your spine. Interesting enough. And how it's being aligned like at a chiropractor. 
And I felt the Lord says He's aligning certain things in your life. And once you've allowed Him to align that, it's not always nice when a chiropractor, you know, like I look at Olivia now, she screams when he, and she can take a lot of pain. Eh? I look at her when she screams, how He pushes things in. And it's not always easy when that happens. But once it happens, there's a freedom and there's an ease that comes. So I see how the Lord's aligning you in certain areas in your life, but there will be a relaxation after that where you can just, I can now relax. Okay, but allow the Lord to work. Okay, cool. I'm going to go into the sermon now. Maybe there's a word for more people tonight. Um, I'll see how the Lord leads us. But I felt to do that, and the reason I felt to do that is because I felt God wanted me to set the stage because tonight He really wants you to hear that He wants to whisper to you. Everybody can hear the voice of the Lord. Sometimes it comes through a prophetic word and sometimes it comes through other places and I'll get into that in the sermon. So I'm going to start the sermon. I'm going to read from 1 Kings 19 verse 11. It is about the prophet called Elijah. So here he is. Elijah... He was running away. I'll get to that now. That's just a short backdrop. But I want to start reading just in verse 11 what the Lord did with him. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, and the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. Okay? When Elijah heard it, when he heard the whisper, then he said the following. He pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave then the voice of the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? It's like, you know, Elijah, what are you doing here? And he says, he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. Elijah was in a place, and I felt to share this with you guys, because we sometimes feel we're in a place where I just want to, let's imagine this. You all are Elijah tonight. You were coming from wherever you came from, okay, to come to church, from your house, from Karua, <laughs> wherever you're coming from to come to church, and you're in this cave. You're in a place where, man, there's so many things happening outside in the world that's crushing, that's breaking things, and you come in here into a safe place, and you say to the Lord, Lord, I just want to hear your voice. In this place where I'm at, I need to hear your voice. And that's similar. Some things happen outside there that comes against us. I was going through a tough time, and I'll tell you the story now, now where I was struggling to hear God's voice. For a while, I've, been, I've had sleepless nights. Um, I don't normally do that. I go and sit on the couch in the dining room, and I just sit there, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I need you to speak to me. This, this thing inside of me needs to be settled. And the same happened with Elijah. He got to a place where he was just there and he said, Lord, I need to hear your voice. I'm here and I'm sitting myself down. What are you saying? Okay. And just to give you some backdrop of Elijah, because I felt, wow, this guy, Elijah wasn't just any prophet. 
Okay, so when I read and studied up about him, this is what the Bible says about him. Elijah's strengths and accomplishments. He was the most famous and dramatic of all Israelites' prophets. So I like the most dramatic. Okay, that's really cool. He predicted the beginning and the end of a three-year drought. Okay, I've not met a prophet that's done that in my lifetime. Was used by God to restore a dead child to his mother. Okay, or to her mother, sorry. No, it is his mother. So I haven't met a prophet that raised Samram from the dead either. Represented God in the showdown with the priest of Baal, and I'm going to get to that just now. And appeared with Moses and Jesus in the New Testament in the transfiguration, transfigura, transfiguration thank you, scene on the mountain. So when Jesus was on the mountain with his disciples, Moses and Elijah was with him in that, where Jesus was transformed in front of them and shining like a bright light. He's a serious prophet, okay? Weaknesses and mistakes. He chose to work alone and paid for it with uh, isolation and loneliness. So he was a bit lonely because he chose not to work in a community. And then he fled and feared, uh, he fled in fear from Jezebel when she threatened his life. I mean, she just threatened him and he ran away. That's in the previous chapter. I'll get to that now. Lessons from his life. We are never closer to defeat than in our moments of greatest victory. We are never as alone as we may feel. God is always there, like Danny just said with you. Strong God. And then, um, lastly, God speaks more frequently in persistent whispers than in shouts. And I found that in these times when I feel, Lord, I really, really need to hear your voice, it's very seldom because if well, Rock's sleeping now, but if Rock's doing something and I really want him to stop, I don't whisper. I shout. I'm, I'm not going to do it. My, my family knows and the neighbors knows. Sometimes I say something very loud because I want him to stop right there. But it seems that the Lord comes in a whisper. And he whispers to you. And it's very interesting. And that brings me to two things that I want to share tonight. It's hearing God's voice. But there's always a following up on that. When I hear God's voice, there's usually a command or an instruction that goes with it. And I'll get to that at the end of my sermon. Hearing God's voice is very, very important. How do I hear His voice? There's many ways that we can hear His voice. But in the last while, I want to share one thing that I've learned the last while with you. And I hope that it will help you as well. I've discovered this book not discovered it, I saw it with um, Mark Batterson whisper. And in there, he speaks of a whispering spot. We all can find a spot where God speaks to us. And it's going to get very vulnerable because I have to share with you my spot, okay? While I've been reading this, you know, Olivia's rolling her eyes at me. Because the spot's in the shower. Okay. Well, not really. In the same room as the shower. Okay. My wife's just correcting me there. What happens? With my personality, it's very, very difficult for me to sit still. Okay? I'm, I'm worse than a two-year-old. You cannot get me to sit still for long. It doesn't work. But there's places where you are forced to come to a standstill. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. And it's in these places that I realized, I mean, I, I was standing in the shower the one day, and I just felt the Lord dropped something into my spirit. And it's not a small decision that I made right there. It was something because he got me to a place where it's like, I want to talk to you right now. This is the spot. 
this is my whispering spot. Because I was reading this book and I thought, do I have any whispering spots? You know, and I felt the Lord said, yes, you have. And he started showing me throughout just this year how many times he spoke to me in my whispering spot. You see, because I've been sharing this with you for a while, every morning I read a chapter from God's Word. And that'll come towards the end of the sermon. I'll, I'll um, read you something else regarding that as well. But every day you do that, and when you read God's Word, it becomes a whispering spot. So it's very, very interesting. And it's amazing for me, just thinking of this, hearing God's voice, I thought of, you know, I'm always practical. How the ear works. Our ear has got an outer lobe, you know. Some people's outer lobes are bigger than other people's outer lobes. Some people's are different to other people's. And then you get these movies where it's like really you look like Spock from, what's it, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Don't confuse the two. But anyway, so you get different types of earlobes from the outer ear. I'm not a biology teacher. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I'm not. But so here comes the sound from the outside. You hear sounds coming and your ear catches it. And your outer lobe takes it to the inside, to your inner ear. And in your inner ear, as I read up about this, you've got three of the smallest bones in your body that grasps or takes hold of these vibrations that they get. And this is the sounds. So this is, if someone speaks to me, I, this is what happens. And I get these vibrations and it sounds. And it's really cool. So that's also where I can differentiate between hearing the rain, hearing leaves, hearing my wife speak. All sorts of things, you know, it's really, really cool. So you hear your wife speak, it's good. Some men, they close their ears on purpose, okay? So that's the outer lobe. And then what I read was very cool. When you speak, your vocal cords vibrate, and that's what produces a sound. So when I speak to you like this and I project my voice, it comes from my vocal cords. But when I want to whisper, there's no vocal cords involved. It's from my breath. So when I whisper, there's no chords. And if I want to whisper really loud, okay, I cannot whisper loud without using my vocal cords. And it's interesting that God wants us to be so close to Him that when He whispers, He wants you to hear His voice. Isn't that amazing? So I have to be close enough to God to hear the breath, the whisper from him. And that's a place I need to find myself often. I mean, Elijah, he ran to that spot. He ran so far away. You know, he ran to that spot because in the previous chapter, I mean, he was, he was really going for it. In the previous chapter, he went and he said, listen, I want all the prophets from Baal. I want all the, you know, those prophets that sits around Jezebel's table and eats with her. It was about 450 of them. I want these prophets to come and they must do an offering or something, and then I will do an offering, and we will see which God is the God. He was mocking them. He was telling them to go for it, and really, you know, like seriously showing off. And after God came through for him, he killed all of them, all 450. But then Jezebel said, listen, buddy, I'm going to get you. And he ran. He was so scared, and he ended up being in that cave where he said, Lord, it feels like my world is caving in. And this brings me to my next thing. Then the Lord said to him, you know, I'm speaking to you in a whisper. And the Lord gave him an instruction. And that comes to my second part of the message. We have to find a spot where we can hear God. We have to find a whispering spot and say, Lord, this is where I want to hear you. 
And the whispering spot can be many different things. There's um, burning bush, Moses, where Moses was walking and there was a burning bush, whispering spot. You see, in our everyday lives, we cannot box God in. He can come and whisper to you in any situation. Rob gave a good example. He said that even with Noah and the rainbow, God spoke to them. Um, so, so it's really, well, I'm reminded of that other one now as well. When God spoke to that guy through a donkey, I mean, hello, it was, he, he heard him. He heard the Lord clearly through a donkey. Maybe if I can say something personal, in this week, in this past week, I was um, trusting the Lord and really hoping to hear his voice and um, ask a lot of friends of mine to pray with me. And it's interesting, all the friends that prayed with me, they didn't give me a word. It was coming from somewhere where I least expected it. So I was sitting and I'm waiting on the Lord and I get Exodus 14, 14 that says, be still, I will fight on your behalf. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, Lord. I heard your voice, but it's still me hearing it. You know, sometimes I'm desperate and I want to let the Lord do something supernatural in my life. And um, so we're going through the week and then the one morning, guys, I'm going to share something with you now that's very funny. The one morning I wake up and I, I feel, you know, the Lord's saying to me, I get this sentence that around you is so much pressure. And the pressure is so hard because Satan knows what big thing God wants to do in your life. And you must not let him, let this um, situation derail you from that focus that you must have. And I once heard a story. For me, it's a cliche. You know that thing, you know, God's got something bigger, so the devil's coming stronger against me and um, I always have this that it's like a cliche in the back of my mind it's just me and I'll give you the backdrop because once there was this preacher and he, were, he had a, like an evangelism thing and I was going and someone came to the meeting and he says guys this is going to be an amazing meeting and he goes why and he says no on my way here my car broke Oh, and the devil was coming against me with this. And this happened to this one. And then a burst tire. And he named all these things. And he says, so this is going to be an amazing meeting. And the preacher looked at him and he says, can you imagine what God's, what, you know, how amazing God would work if you would have died on the way here? And this guy was shocked out of his socks, you know. But the guy said to him, and the, the, the thing he wanted to bring across is very, very real. He said to him, you must not let... The devil's actions towards you determine how great your God is. Your God is far greater than what the devil brings against you. And you must know where your strength lies and where it comes from. If the devil comes hard against me, it's not to show his power and to show off. I can stand firm against the devil because I know who I am in Christ. And I have to resist the devil. The Bible says it. So anyway, so now I've got this cliche in the back of my mind, because now I heard this, like, devil's coming hard against you. So I'm here in the church, and we're walking around like we usually do, and meeting different departments and going through, and I had to go to the finance department, and this one lady gets up, and she says, Pastor, I'm like, uh-oh, you know, if the finance department says that, you're usually like, I did tithe. But anyway, so she says, Pastor, I have a word for you. Because yesterday I felt that God gave me a word for you, but I said to the Lord, if you come into our offices today, I will do it. So is there a place where I can speak to you? I'm like, okay. So we go and stand in this one outside corner, and I just stand and look, and I said, whatever you give me, I'm big enough to handle it. You know, because I could see that she's on her nerves. You know, it's not 
yeah, some people are nervous giving people words. So I could see she's nervous, and I wanted to just settle her. I'm like, bring it, you know, come on. And she says, I just got this one sentence. She says, God says there's chaos around you, and the devil knows God's doing something big now, and he's trying to derail you. I'm like, what? So all of a sudden, is that right? Yeah. All of a sudden, I had this peace that just came, and I said, Lord, I'm settled. And I did not determine that whispering spot. But the whole week, I was seeking God. I made whispering spots everywhere I went because, man, I need to hear God's voice. And then what happens in that whispering spot, and I want to I share another story with you in Exodus 19. So we're in 1 Kings 19. It's easy to remember. And the other story is in Exodus 19. We had Elijah on the mountain transfiguration. Now we have Moses. Okay, so Exodus 19, we have Moses. Moses was also going up and down the mountain. Oh, there's a lot of some, you know, things happening here tonight. I didn't plan this. So Moses was going up the mountain, down the mountain, hearing God's voice coming down and saying to the Israelites what God just told him. Then he would go back up to the mountain and come down from the mountain and again telling the Israelites, this is what the Lord says. And it's so interesting, while I was reading up about this, some studies say that Moses and God spoke to each other like intimate friends on that mountain. And I thought, God, that's something I long for. I really want this. But every time Moses went to that whispering spot, God gave him an instruction. And my challenge to you tonight is two things. I want you to go in this week, maybe tonight before you sleep, because I know some of you, you see the thing with the the whispering spot is the following. You either are close to God and you've got a whispering spot already and you've just not been revisiting that spot often enough. Or you know of God, but you've never found your whispering spot and you need to go and find it. And you can only find it by seeking God and going to sit at His feet. And then you'll find that in certain places, because He speaks different to different people. He speaks different to Olivia, to me, because our personalities change. And God knows we're different. And he wants to speak to you. And he's so kind and good that he'll speak to you in a way that you will understand. So here's the thing. We need to go and hear, like Moses did, what are you saying, Lord? And coming back and say, I'm going to do something about this. Okay? And I want to end tonight, and I want to read you a piece from the book, um, Whisper. It's not too long. I'll, I'll read quickly. I'll try. I'm not the best with the reading out loud. I don't do bedtime stories. I don't read bedtime stories. I tell stories to the children. It's much better. And it's more dramatic. So it's cool. So in this book, and I'm not reading this story for you so that you will feel maybe a, a bit condemned. Because there's, if you're not spending an hour with God now, Don't say tomorrow I'm going to start spending an hour with God trying to find my whispering spot. It's going to be very difficult. But if you say, I want to find my whispering spot with God, and tomorrow I'm going to take five minutes. And maybe during the day later, another five minutes. My family has been mocking me for a while now. It's just, I'm being very real with you. you I've had my cell phone 
on a reminder every three hours. Every three hours, my phone would start vibrating because it reminds me to pray, okay? So, say again. All year, sorry. <laughs> so, you know how amazing it is? The children started saying, Papa, you moet bid. You know? I'm like, well, why don't you pray? So they started getting to the place where understanding it's pray time. And so many times it happens that I would start praying either for, with a family for food or start praying with someone and it's like, phone starts vibrating. I'm like, wow. So in this week, I actually switched it off for the first time. I don't know if you guys noticed because I just felt it settled now. I have made time with the Lord every three hours of the day. Whether it's just saying, Lord, bless me right now, or I'm saying, Lord, how can I bless you? Or, Lord, I'm praying for this person. It's helped me so much. So here goes the story. This is about a guy called Dick Eastman. And um, Dick is one of Mark Batterson's great, he's a friend, and he really likes this guy. He looks up to him. And I'm going to read quickly so that you understand where this is going. And, and I want to leave this story with you tonight. Um, so he says, Dick is one of those, those people for me. I never forget a day, and I sat in my coffee shop and shared about defining moments in our lives. Someone had given him a cassette tape recording of the Holy Hour. How cool is that? By an Archbishop Fulton, J. Sheen. It's weird. It's old names. Man, these people from old days had long names. It's crazy. Speaking to a group of nuns. So I already had my, my ears were listening. The recording of this quality was not so good, so he had to listen really close to hear what it was saying. The cassette tape changed the course of his life because of a defining decision that he heard while he was listening. The 80-year-old archbishop revealed to the nuns the secret of success as perhaps the most influential Catholic in America at the time other than the Pope. It could come across as a little condescending out of context, but the older you get, the more blunt you can be, right? You'll, you know, you don't have to impress anybody anymore. And it says the following, there was no time to diddly-daddly around things. You nuns are far more intelligent than me, he said. So why am I speaking to you? I'll tell you why. Then the archbishop answered his own question, because my words have power. And why do I believe my words have power. My words have power because for 55 years, 365 days a year, I've spent an hour in God's presence every day. That's a long time. As Dick listened to this, to that crackly cassette tape, he came under the intense conviction. When he shared his story with me, it was more than 40 years after that fact that he heard. Yet, there were tears in his eyes. He said, Mark, I couldn't stay, or I couldn't say that for seven days that I've spent an hour in God's presence. And he says the following, and he says, something snapped in Dick's spirit that day. He made a defining decision to spend an hour a day, every day, in the presence of God. Dick has now practiced this daily ritual for nearly as long as the archbishop did. For most of his ministry, Dick Eastman has served as an international president of Every Home for Christ, an organization that has led an estimated 191 million people to the Lord. And he believes that it was because he made that defining decision of seeking God's face, seeking God's presence an hour a day. 
And I want to leave you with that story tonight. We're in a time where we're going into a new year. What's my whispering spot? Do I visit my whispering spot enough? And if I have my whispering spot, is it a place that where I find God that I actually feel I want to go revisit it often? If it's a place where you're not feeling you want to go revisit it often and do it again and again and again, I want to ask you to be honest with the Lord. I've done this in my life. I said, Lord, when I read your word, it's difficult for me. It doesn't, it doesn't come alive and it becomes boring. Am I honest with you guys tonight? How many of you have had that? I don't want you to put up. Okay, you can. <laughs> Thanks for the honesty. But I've had that where I read God's word and I felt, man, this is boring. But I remember the day when I said, Lord, this feels boring for me. But I pray that whatever I read, I'm going to be committed to read a chapter from your word every day. And I pray that even if I read it today and it didn't make sense to me, but somehow you will make it alive in me that I will live your word when the time comes. And that's something I want to leave with you tonight. Every time you spend time in the word of God, you are creating a whispering spot. Because God will speak to you in the word, through the word. The word becomes alive when you allow God to come and bring your revelation through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in challenging you, going out in this December, we've got holidays. Some of us are going on holidays. Some of us have got time off. Find your whispering spot. And here's the thing. When God says something, my prayer for you is to have boldness and courage to do what he tells you to do. Last story. Because like Samuel, Samuel heard the Lord say, Samuel. And he thought it was Eli calling him. So he went and he says, yeah? And he says, no, 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 I'm not calling you. The third time he went back, Eli realized, no, no, it's God speaking to you. And he says, when you hear the voice again, say, yeah, I am, Lord, I'm listening. And God spoke to Samuel. And what he gave him was an instruction against Eli. And he was, I almost said another word, he was so scared to go to Eli and give him the word. That God spoke. But Eli said, if you don't give me the word, then so help me God, there's going to be trouble. And he gave the word. And Eli's family died. So when you hear God's voice, it might sometimes be something that's going to be really challenging. That you have to go back into your life and say, I'm going to change this or I'm going to do this. But when you do it, Samuel is one of the most well-known prophets there ever was. Because he was obedient from a small age and obeyed God's voice. And we all might just be in our whispering spot right now. Because you're all just thinking and looking at me. <laughs> cool. So let's pray. Father, I pray that in this holiday season, I really pray, Lord Jesus, that you will speak to us, surprise us with whispering spots. That we will find you in places we've never thought you will be. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will open our ears, open our spiritual ears to hear your voice in this time. I pray that we will have defining moments in this holiday season of hearing your voice. And I pray, Lord Jesus, really, that you will give every person the boldness and the courage to do what you tell them to do. 
I pray that it will come from your word. I pray that it will be in line with your word. And when you speak, Lord, that they will obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You guys must have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your week and have a lot of fun. Amen.